0: Wake up, buy here, pay here, people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of Joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here Morning Show. Take it away, you two. Hey. Hello, happy Monday, friends. Hi, everybody. So- um, it's well, it's not Monday for us. No um we you can
1: see from the ticker this is a pre-recorded <laughs> broadcast you also might notice we're wearing the same clothes we wore on the friday broadcast for those okay. of you who I mean, tune in every pay, single episode. or
0: pay attention and like it matters yeah. um jim goes should we change clothes it's like
1: you're not gonna um, fool anybody. So
0: we uh we are packed and ready to go. We're going fishing for the weekend. And uh so when this rolls, hopefully Jim will be already out fishing and have already caught our lunch. That's right. Or that's we'll be on our way home. I don't that's, know which, that's however that positive works. thinking.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Is. So um uh we yeah. just wanted to
1: give you something to think about while yeah. we we're away, and so we wanted to talk about this uh concept of uh Perceived risk or yes. what we might call misperceived risk. And it just came up because we've been working with some clients lately and it happens pretty routinely, but well, mm-hmm. I've got like three clients we're currently working with that are actively, you know, shopping for funding and and so in kind of talking through this with them and potential private investors mm-hmm. and just helping some new dealers better understand the risk mm-hmm. that is buy here, pay here. It just got me started thinking about how to share that how to express that
0: because a lot of people if they're looking at it from the outside it's it's like this is a super risky thing and and so part of what jim has done in the past with uh, customers and things he's working currently with is is actually talking to the potential investors and and explaining that to them this whole thing and and uh pretty much so your response after having these kind of conversations is, is kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. so it takes a
1: little bit to grasp. And, you know, if mm-hmm. we think about our own experiences, you know, if you're at a family reunion or you're just chatting with friends mm-hmm. somewhere and somebody asks you about what you do and you start talking about the buy hear, pay your pair business, there's there's just kind of a perception about that, that people think, oh, it's super high risk. and Uh, There is risk. Repos. Yeah. There is risk. I mean, there is risk, risk, but you
0: can mitigate your risk.
1: And you can, you can predict it. It's, it's more, Mm -hmm. it's more predictable than one might expect Mm -hmm. when you're coming from outside the industry. And so Mm -hmm. that's just start to get into the, the, you know, the numbers nerd part of me, where you start to forecast um, the projections and what, you know, these roll forwards and you can see that. The I, I love that
0: we've had dealers that we've we've been working with for over a year and, and the response is like because we'll do cash flow for forecasting and and like here that it, it includes all the formulas for the risk. Mm-hmm. And it's just been funny the reaction we get after so much time. It's like it's spot on. Um, you know, oh the and, results. And yeah, yeah, the results. It's sure. like we're we're right on track of where we should be, you know, as long as as the right amount of uh, contracts are being created and stuff like that, that it, it just, it's, it's, it's more predictive than a lot of people think is yeah. what is what.
1: Yeah. And so you're, on. you're basically just working inside, you know, what the statisticians would call it kind of this two Sigma thing where you got a best case scenario, worst case scenario, and we're probably going to land somewhere we're in, in between. Mm-hmm. And so the case studies is what she's referring to. The case studies are history with other dealers and obviously business models mm-hmm. vary really the point that I mostly wanted to make today is that the risk in buy here, pay here on the portfolio side, at least is not as high as I feel like it's perceived by those outside the industry. And Mm -hmm. one example of that is you see, you see um, kind of these capital people in the capital markets, private equity groups come and go from the subprime automotive space Mm -hmm. in particular, the customer that we finance and buy here, pay here. And, that's an indication Mm -hmm. that they're, you know, they perceive the opportunity. I think that the key thing that I see is just, it really boils down to one overhead. You know, the overhead is far riskier to me. It's true of a lot of businesses that we might open. You know, if you and I Mm -hmm. went down and opened a coffee shop, the Mm -hmm. overhead is going to be the biggest threat to our survivability typically. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's going to be true for buy here, pay here too. And that's kind of what I see is that, the the risk of the portfolios themselves, they perform in a more predictable range than those outside might expect. And so this is a thing that I find myself explaining to potential investors. Often they're family members, private investors who have an interest in participating. Sometimes
0: banks. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah sometimes mm-hmm.
1: I'm meeting a bank who's um, stepping in to understand it. And so we can we can help them foresee, you know, the 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 rate at which the portfolio is going to typically generate cash. And then obviously the rate at which they get repaid. Mm-hmm. And so now it just now starts to boil down to management, right? It's mm-hmm. like how do I how do I manage my business in a way that I can make sure that it performs in this range? Mm-hmm. And so and then it's just money management. It's actual management of the facility and management of the money because the portfolio is typically gonna yield. With mm-hmm. good management, reasonable amount of management of the portfolio, then you're going to have a pretty predictable outcome in terms of profitability and cash flow in the portfolio. Mm-hmm. Now it starts to boil down how we managing the money are we mm-hmm. are we using our positive cash flow to go and buy boats and you know mm-hmm. and spend you know outside of the business? Mm-hmm. Or are we getting crazy high with our overhead and not paying attention and and not having a good measurement?
0: Yeah. And there's so many, as uh, dealers know, and anyone who's a business owner, overhead is uh, that you can just go through a lot of cash just from it's uh, from not really uh, being aware Mm -hmm. or not having I mean even just having budgets if you have I don't know if uh, you know you work like personal budget kind of thing but when you have a budget for me it always seems like I have more money because I'm tracking how Mm -hmm. I'm spending and so it goes it seems to go so much further because I'm not doing it's like I'm not doing just like, Oh, this would be fun. Mm-hmm. Or this, you know, this little bit here or this little bit there. And yeah. yeah
1: So I would say, you know, the perceived risk for me for people that are outside, especially is going to be the portfolio performance, which I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And that, and uh, indirectly that is uh, also repo rate. Like mm-hmm. the repo rate, you know, might, might not be as high as they perceive. And often what we find is that even when the repo rate runs higher than anticipated, the portfolio still performs. It still generates Mm -hmm. enough cash uh, because it is generating the value of those repos that are coming back in. It typically does generate enough cash to support itself, to Mm -hmm. support whatever debt is associated with it. So Mm -hmm. that's often the situation. And so now the the risk that is real is going to be that overhead we mentioned. Mm -hmm. It's going to be mismanagement, especially collection side, right? I mean, you can a lot of the folks that we work with we come out of independent retail or franchise, and they're used to the sales side, but they're not as used to the collection side. And so, if they don't manage that side of it well, then that's well, and that's right? and
0: also like just even the underwriting, because um, you know we just want to make sure. I, I know Jim's always talking about there's two business structures you want to make sure are really well f- um, mapped out. Mm-hmm. One is, uh, and they're both well the the contracts or the how you bring money in, mm-hmm. and also how you contract your the assets consumer. out you to mean. the consumer yeah, yeah so
1: it's it's the funding the capitalization of the mm-hmm. business uh-huh. and the ratios that you put in place yep. there that's one type of structure and then the other is the, the actual yes. deal structure mm-hmm. the loan to the consumer which we covered yeah. a lot in our live stream oh, yeah on the first yeah, yeah, but yeah. and then the other piece for me is just not people stepping into it that really don't understand the business well mm-hmm. they don't understand the segment they don't understand the consumer they're serving very well and they've some often fail to uh, be able to manage from their financials and be able to mm-hmm. see the uh, the difference between profit and cash flow and know how to make good management decisions within that. Yeah. So this, this, again, is not so much the portfolio performance. Portfolio may be over there performing just as expected, but these other pieces mm-hmm. are really more of the threat to the business in my experience. Yeah. Than the actual portfolio, and
0: you know, I've I've talked to some, and we've seen some like guys that are just they're car guys, and and you know they've worked in sales, and they love cars, and they love to sell, but they really don't understand how to run a business effectively, yeah. and so it's anyone that's a dealer out there if you can if you can learn, uh, read a book, go to us uh, just on basic uh, business. 101 on, you know, budgeting and your, your accounting and your, uh, your bookkeeping and just all of those kind of things. I think that that's really helpful, especially if you don't come from that kind of background, because it is a different beast and you know buy your pay here is a different beast as well within that but it's a very different beast to be a car guy and love selling cars
1: and car guys or car gals or
0: car guy thank you and this is coming from a woman (laughs) from a woman wonderful you spend a lot of time in the car business (laughs) (laughs) i have i have um but it's uh what happened i just kicked kicked something but um but you know, to, to, to take the opportunity to learn a little bit about the other pieces, because I mean, it's, it's those kind of things. Like when we talked about budget and all of that, those can get away from you so easily. And, you know, especially when you're in a business where there's a lot of cash coming in, Mm -hmm. you're thinking we're fine, pay it out, pay it out, pay it out. And then it's just like, it starts to go lopsided. And yeah. and and it can put you in in a pretty big risk yeah. if you're not managing the the business itself and the overhead as a business, not necessarily the contracts, right? But as a business as itself.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's tricky. Like buyer payer has some other moving parts mm-hmm. that some businesses wouldn't have. And I would say you mentioned mm-hmm. business one hundred and one. I would say, how about we take folks back to business ninety nine, maybe, which is mm-hmm. let's first yeah. recognize that we might not know all the answers and be prepared to go find some help. Yeah, And you know, if that's us, you can know how to reach us, but we probably can put you in touch with somebody else. But the very first thing Mm -hmm. for me is just being able to put aside some ego and say, you know what? I don't have as firm a grasp on this as I would like. I need to probably go find some help because I would just tell you from somebody who's, you know, as a coach advisor standing on the sidelines and working with a lot of dealers, that whole thing about not being willing to accept some help that often is a bigger threat to your business yes. than these things we're talking about. Yes. It's like, if we can't go get some help and, and get it early, Yeah, that's, that, that's true. you know, yeah. cause
0: we see sometimes dealers that come and it's, it's, they're at their wits end and they're like, I need help. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's, there's only so much that we can try to help sure. with because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like, Hey, come to us 6 months. Yeah. Before we yeah. might have been able to do more but um yeah. so, so don't be afraid to ask for help because um there and there are so many people out there that are willing to help and and you know if it's not us it is somebody else there's a lot of things that you can learn from um, from just business things, YouTube books, mm-hmm. um, you know, all sorts of different little webinars that you can, you can sign up for all of that. And I know, you know, one of the things that we do is we do, um, you know, people can engage with us as a once or twice a week coach leave coaching for, um, two weeks mm-hmm. for two you know, as long as we're, as long as people are finding value. So, so it doesn't have to be asking for someone to help you doesn't have to necessarily be a proposition that, um, you know, if it's little tweaks, Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be super, super, super expensive. Um, uh, and some, but sometimes it is, and, but it's worth, um, getting the help. Typically, you're going to get a return on your on whatever it is you're investing in it Absolutely. because it's an investment in you and an investment in your business right. to help you mitigate those risks that much better.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm ready to get in the car and go to the
0: mountain. <laughs> so
1: we should wrap he, this up. He's
0: been itching to go fishing yeah, for quite a while. We got to so, get out
1: there. So all right, the, the snow's going to be flying in Utah uh, before right? too long. So exactly. we got to get out there. So I just want to throw in a quick mention though for those folks this that's going out on Monday. That means this. This week, you should be able to have the archived recordings from our Mar- or August 1st mm-hmm. um, event. And those will be structured. available
0: to everybody because that's yeah. that's like K through 12. That's foundational. Number, That's
1: my phone number there. You can call or text yeah. me if you want to get access to those. Uh, <laughs> and you can email us, of All course. Right. But uh, yeah, just reach out if you want to try to get access to that. And we'll be lining up guests for the morning show coming, coming up. Uh, in the weeks ahead here. So uh, have a great Monday. I know. Have a great
0: Monday, everybody. We'll see you on Wednesday. Talk to y'all later.